0: everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Timothy V. That's great for the audio people, Tim.
1: They <laughs> can sense it. They
0: the can sense you saluting them, okay. Yeah. Alright, good, good to know. Uh, we talk about horror movies on This is a horror movie podcast every week we get together and we talk about a horror movie and some horror movie news. Um, we all have horror news first and then we'll have uh, our discussion this week, which is up for a new film called Satanic Panic. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can look forward to that later in the show. Um, there's always a the timestamp in always. the description uh, to jump ahead to the movie discussion, should you wish. Uh, but we are mm-hmm. going to start with the horror movie news. And I'll just warn you as we start this, I'm still a little bit sick. My voice does mm-hmm. sound a little bit weirder than normal. I will do my best. But it's if difficult. If I have to suffer through it, you can too. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> That's basically the, the model for the show in general. If Tim has to suffer through <laughs> my my presence, then so do you. Uh, so uh so first up, Tim, you like Stephen King things? <laughs> yes, yes, yes I do. Even though the last like three <laughs> Stephen King movies we've had have all sucked, but I mean Hey, hey, watch it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, which one of these do you dispute? Do you dispute at <laughs> chapter two? Do you dispute Pet Cemetery? Do you dispute what was the other one? There was a third one this year. Uh, was it last year? I don't know. I'm sure it was well, a third. There was it sucked.
1: <laughs> hey, to be fair, I don't think uh, Stevie King had much to do with the movies, so let's uh, let's keep the man's name clear, all right? <laughs> yes, but his end and sucked him. Did Did you watch it chapter two? Ugh, yeah, I, I would argue that, but that's a uh, that's for another time. I did just get his newest book, which I haven't started yet, but I'm very excited. Oh, what's it called? The Institute. The Institute. Oh, right.
0: Mm-hmm. So right. right. he's written so many goddamn books that he's just he's having to just take really generic names for his books now because yeah. he's, he's used all the <laughs> the, the, the fancy ones. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, Stephen King, uh, Joe Hell, his son. Uh, worked on a story called In the Tall Grass and Vincenzo Natale's adaptation of that is good. Is a Netflix movie starring Patrick Wilson, Harrison Gilbertson, Eliza D. Oliveira, Rachel Wilson and Will Bew Jr. And that is coming on October 4th to Netflix, which means we are scrambling to change our October <laughs> thun plans because there was a new horror film that we could do <laughs>
1: early in the month. Uh, I'm super pumped for this. Uh, so I'm also a huge fan of Joe Hill. Uh, and I actually have, th- this is based on a, um, uh, I, 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 what do they call these things? It, it was like one of those like short stories that was released like straight to digital what they like called like Kindle sing- singles or something like that um but i i, I think I you just downloaded... made that up kendall singles no you, no you made that up. <laughs> it's not <laughs> no <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's something it's, it's, some, it's something along those lines uh but i uh, i do have it downloaded but i haven't read it yet it's so a dated I... app, actually kendall singles sign up today <laughs> it actually does uh there should be an app for book lovers uh um, well, but- those are out for death. More on <laughs> that later. More on that oh, yeah. later in the news. Uh, so uh, I, I'll, I'll promise the listeners uh, that I, I will have read it before um, we do the review because uh, I don't think it's supposed to be that long. So I'll, I'll get to it. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I like the premise. Um, uh, I don't want to butcher his name, so I won't say it, but uh I am I like the director. Uh I believe most known for uh this is the guy that did cube. If I believe incorrect. so, yeah. I, I like cube yeah. a lot. So Yeah. And uh and I think he did Splice too, which actually uh, honestly I kinda like that too. I uh, wasn't
0: super at this splice but I saw it, but I saw it in the theaters when it came out. It's been a while, yeah. so otherwise I I I it's a tissue draw about it.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's amazing, but I think it's interesting and um at least it was better than I thought. So, yeah, everything about this is very excited, And, uh yeah, I do think uh, I had a very funny uh, tweet about it that I didn't think got enough, uh, you know, recognition. But, um, See, you know, at least, like,
0: so you're going to repeat it here for us just so you get yeah. the proper recognition, okay.
1: Yeah, because I want our listeners to laugh. Uh, so, uh, you know, they, they have the poster, which is, you know, it's called In the Tall Grass, and it has a, a bunch of big uh, tall grass. Uh, so my tweet was, hey, you know, somebody better call the lawnmower, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's another Stephen King property. So that's, it's very funny. Um, I'm not really, all, all I have to think of when
0: I hear the title of this movie is that scene from The Lost World, Jurassic Park, where he's uh, yelling... Do- don't go in the grass, you know, because the Velociraptors <laughs> are in the grass. That's all I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to tell you the premise of this. Uh, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> when siblings Becky and Cal hear cries of a young boy lost within a field of tall grass, they venture into in rescue him, only to become ensnared themselves by a sinister force that quickly disorients and separates them. Cut off from the world and unable to escape the field's tightening grip, they soon discover that only those worse that get the only thing worse to get lost is being found. Based on the the novella by Stephen King and Joe uh Hill. (laughs) Um, Hey, sounds good to me. I can't help but notice that does not say based on the Kindle single by Stephen (laughs) King and Joe Hill.
1: Well, it was released digitally first, so (coughs) I'll I'll stick by what I said. Uh (laughs) If anyone would like to fight me, uh, I'll uh, <laughs> give you my address.
0: <laughs> and I'll just I'll add on here that there's a Brad Anderson film, also a Netflix original, coming in October 11th called Fractured. The reason why I'm just kind of adding this on as like a kind of afterthought is because mm. I heard this was a horror movie. It's in a lot of horror articles, but it actually looks more like a thriller from the description. Mm. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to mention it briefly. But Brad Anderson's doing a film called Fractured. It's coming out on October 11th on Netflix. So. What else has he done?
1: The name's not popping out. Uh,
0: Session 9, The Machinist.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, cool. A lot of TV episodes. So... Well, I'll definitely check that out then.
0: You may. (laughs) I shall not stop you. Um, So, Tim last week assured me that James Wise's new horror film was a werewolf movie. (laughs) And even when this news came out this week, he he tweeted it out uh, on the at Screams Midnight Twitter account. So that's at Screams Midnight. Follows on Twitter, you know you want to. Um, and he said, "Look, we called it. We were right. It's a werewolf movie. Even though the headline of this article says James Wan new horror movie is a Giallo film."
1: <laughs> hey, what can I say? I was having a laugh. <laughs> that's all. I was, I was having, having a, a bit of a wee bit of a laugh. <laughs> you might say. Uh, Is that supposed but... to be a
0: leprechaun? Are you doing a
1: leprechaun line right now? No, having a wee bit of a laugh. No, not. Top of the morning to you. Having a wee bit of a laugh. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, to be fair, we still, you know, it could be a Jalo movie with werewolves in it. It doesn't. The two don't rule each other out. Well, I suppose there's some truth to that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think this is kind of exciting, though. This could be cool. James Wan, yeah, between a Jalo, Jallo film. Y- yes, yes. um cat. There'll be a lot of a uh, dubbing going on. Yeah, I, I doubt they're going uh, to keep that part <laughs> of the giallo genre. I feel like you know, it's it's
0: basically Italian slasher movies, usually with a murder mystery element thrown in. Mm. So. That's, just, that's just what we can expect. Uh, the movie's shooting in L.A. at the end of September. So it's uh, starting In L.A.? Soon. Yeah, in L.A., yes.
1: Oh, well, I'm going to have to try to get on set. <laughs> Tim's going to <laughs> invade the set. <laughs> James, James, James. James, you may have, you you may after have heard midnight. of me. I'm on Screams After Midnight. I'm Tim. <laughs> can you confirm the rumours of this being a werewolf movie? <laughs> 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 said that i
0: did <laughs> <laughs> oh dear all right so uh silver cups name of the film of course which we said last week so silver cup hard r-rated practical effects and it is a giallo film so yeah this
1: movie is it's going to be completely new to me because i usually get the gold cup this <laughs> so silver cups for second place gold cup is for first and, and you always come first. first, don't you, Tim? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Your poor wife. Uh, so, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> next up, um, we have. Uh, some more uh, Universal Monster stuff, actually. which Because, obviously, there's the, a the planned universe, which was supposed to start with the mummy fell through. Hell, yeah.
1: Dark universe. yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, we which, know it. We love it. No, which was good, because that movie sucked. It was terrible. <laughs> and <laughs> everything that was hinted at felt awful. So, got, thankfully, that all went away. Uh, Lee Whannell's doing The Invisible Man, which is coming next year. And that sounded quite interesting so far. Nice low-budget Invisible Man movie. Hey, cool. there you go. But the new news is that Universal has laid up Paul Feig. Yes, Paul Feig, the director of uh, several comedies. Sorry? Ghostbusters. The new Ghostbusters, among others, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, a director who I don't typically like. I think Brainsmane <gasps> is okay, but that's a pretty good script. Uh, most of his mm. comedies tend to be him letting the actors improv for far too long, and he doesn't know how to cut things
1: down. Uh y- that sure uh, I, I think to be fair though i think that's been the problem with like every like hollywood comedy for the last 10 years or so i mean uh, that's
0: fair but i I feel like he's right at the forefront of the whole thing he's uh sure. like, I, I blame him largely for it
1: yeah yeah I, I, yeah i really hate that just the oh man just yeah we just get these funny people together and we just let them go just let them go man film everything yeah, yeah. you can't cut anything
0: yeah it's, it's uh, really bad because uh, ghost puzzle is a good example of it because there's literally like, there's a joke near the start of that movie which i thought was hilarious until it didn't cut away from it it should have just made mm. the joke it cut away instead it lingered there the characters had to explain the joke to us 10 times before the uh, scene ended that. and it just ruined yeah. the whole thing
1: yeah so much like uh like yeah i hate like those not just you can't just do like a, a joke anymore you have to like do a joke and then you have to have someone like comment on it like uh, you know and that's what's funny is oh no them commenting insane like this is crazy like did that just happen you know like that's uh so I, I do not like do not like yeah we're talking about a comedy today interesting Kind of, yeah, so. a horror comedy. <laughs> you about. Um, so, yeah, he's going to write and direct a
0: monster movie called Dark Army. And mm-hmm. you're saying, how is this Universal Monsters related? Well, they're not being too specific, but they are saying that it's going to include the monster library and the original characters. Uh, mm-hmm. So, it's going to have. So, I feel like it's probably going to be. It's not going to be connected to the Visible Matter but it sounds like it's going to be probably a horror comedy monster movie that happens to have cameos from a lot of the classic Universal mm-hmm. Monsters. That's what it sounds like.
1: I'm oh, so. gonna have to check my email because uh, original characters. That sounds like Goatman to me. That's an original character. <laughs> I don't know if they've tried to reach out to me about. I'll check up on that. Uh, I don't know. Could be cool. I guess maybe. Uh, I know some more details. Uh, ugh, well, now I'm just like imagining like, <laughs> like the senior describing like two. People doing like very unfunny improv for 10 minutes but it's just like frankenstein and dracula and ooh, that <laughs> this could be bad uh i don't want to see like seth Rogen, dracula and <laughs> like uh I don't you know that scene of the original
0: dracula was like i never drink wine wine yeah, yeah. i feel like we're gonna get that i'll we'll be like i never drink and it's look at the camera wine that is <laughs> yeah.
1: and then like you know someone in the background is gonna be like why'd you say it like that? Like, yeah, that's weird. And then he'll be like, what do you mean? I didn't say it weird. But like, nah, you like paused for a bit and then you turned and like, what? And like, I did not do that. Like, dude, you totally did that. Yeah. It's, ugh, it's I don't like it. I don't like it already, but maybe it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, dark army is the title of that. So that's the thing that's happened uh, to be confused
0: with army of darkness. Next up. Production has begun. On the 7th, and to brace yourself, because this is a franchise we've not done, meaning we're going to have to do the franchise before this one comes out sometime okay. next year. The seventh wrong turn film. Oh,
1: oh boy. That's right. There's yeah, six yeah. of these already. Six of them. You know, there was, uh, uh, the, I think like a couple of months ago or something, I had a, <coughs> a, a, a wee bit of free time to myself. and There uh, you, know, you uh, go again,
0: uh, a wee bit, a wee bit. <laughs>
1: what <laughs> what i can't expand my vocabulary
0: Oh we better the free time my dear
1: <laughs> and uh I, I think I, you know I, I loaded up the old hbo um the old hbo and uh, and uh i, I was just looking for a random movie to put on in the background while I was doing some other stuff and uh yeah i think they had it is one of those annoying things where i think they had like wrong turn like you know, three, four, and six or whatever. they're <laughs> like, always yeah, like yeah. missing one. Uh but I randomly put on like wrong turn like four or five or something. And uh oh boy. Uh let's just say I'm not looking forward to doing that franchise. <laughs> oh baby.
0: It's, it's kind of nah. It's kind of somewhat on the horizon. But we find out when this is coming out. Oh boy. Yeah. But anyway, so uh May P Nelson who directed The Domestics is directed the film for Costateed film um charlotte vega from the lodgers will lead the cast i know once again take the friends to harper's ferry west virginia to spend a couple of days hiking in the Appalachian trail um and this one they are confronted by the foundation a community of people who have lived in the mountains since before the civil war oh and they don't take well to strangers Ooh, okay i love how they're shaking it's really shaking <laughs> things up here for part seven <laughs> sounds so different from the other ones
1: yeah <laughs> um I absolutely know none of the names <laughs> that you mentioned uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> sure fine interestingly
0: uh, Alan B McElroy who wrote the original film has wrote the script for number seven okay well, so okay. cool <laughs> this was what this was definitely one of these ones though where I saw like they were making a sixth one like a couple of years ago and went, wait mm. there was like a three four five I remember yeah. two <laughs> happening. I never saw two, but I remember two yeah. being a thing. So, uh, there you go.
1: For sure. Like, yeah, I knew there was a couple of sequels, but yeah, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, oh, maybe like four or <laughs> something. <laughs> it's the same uh, with,
0: uh, like, there's like a fourth or fifth Scorpion King coming out soon. Oh, really? And it's like, wait, what? <laughs>
1: That's more than the mummy. How the hell's there more Scorpion Kings than the mummy now? Yeah, I feel like it's just hard now because, uh,. Yeah, there's no more like <coughs> video rental stores, so I feel like yeah, most of this stuff is probably like you know straight to, oh yeah, you know DVD or streaming or whatever. But I feel like usually, uh, you might come across that kind of stuff. You might not realize it, but then if you're walking in a video aisle, you like, oh hey, look at this. But um, yeah, <laughs> you can kind of get lost in the streaming shuffle.
0: Yeah. Oh well, I'm sure we'll get to it. <laughs> please be, please be excited. Uh, yeah, hopefully.
1: Hopefully I don't take a wrong turn uh, getting to
0: him. I can't believe I paused to let you finish for that. Um, (laughs) So uh, next up, uh, David Slade is going to direct an adaptation of Halloween horror novel Dark Harvest. So...
1: Ooh. David
0: Slade, of course, uh, directed Hard Candy, 30 Days of Night, mm-hmm. uh, some episodes mm-hmm. of Hannibal, and an episode of Black Mirror, actually, uh, called Banderstach, mm-hmm. which is actually my favourite episode, I think. No, no, it's not. Actually, no, it's not. It. I'm thinking of uh, Sharp and Dad's. <laughs> no, actually, that's not my favourite episode. Sagina Pearl is my favourite episode. Sharp and Dad's is my second favourite episode. Banderstach is the multiple choice one, which I wasn't super thrilled about. So I take back what I just said. I'm actually completely. I was just mixing up the names. Sure. <laughs> Banderstatch was.
1: Eh. It was an experiment. And he, and he did the um uh, one of the uh segments in the, uh, nightmare cinema that I think we both enjoyed. Oh you're right, I
0: think, yeah, you're right. Uh so yeah, so the book is set during Halloween of nineteen sixty three in a small midwestern town where teenage boys eagerly square off with the butcher knife building October boy, aka old <laughs> hacksaw face, aka Sawtooth Jack. <laughs> okay. That could be cool. Yeah. You know, it's it sounds like a fun Halloween-themed horror movie. Uh, the cover of the book is kind of cool. It's got kind of like a sort of flaming pumpkin that's up at the top of it. A... Does, uh,
1: does it mention there like what kind of um, level we should expect? Like, is this a like a a, a PG kind of thing? What well, you know, obviously, like, probably not like PG, but is it more like aimed at at like a kind of a younger audience, or is it is like a dark, you know, kind of older?
0: thing uh, and nah, it's hard to say for I could okay. be here okay just curious could go either <coughs> way I could see that go either way yeah okay uh, so that's a uh, dark harvest is the mm. title of that uh, next up next up and uh, so this is actually this is interesting this one because I I was just this week i was looking up movies that we hadn't done yet from this year because i was like okay at the end of the year maybe just after the end of the year we're going to do our top 10 of the year like how is it looking right now if i look at all the horror movies we have done this year is there 10 that i like the answer is no uh <laughs> the, the answer is barely five Right now. Oh wow! <laughs> so and you probably don't differ from me too much on that. um So, probably not. <laughs> I was looking up movies that haven't come out yet that people are saying are good horror movies or just notable ones that we've not done yet. And one that I stumbled upon was a film called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Which uh, I believe is a Mexican film. Hmm. And I was like, okay, so I'll put that on the radar. But when I checked, there was no like, oh, like uh, this is when it's coming out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know when it's happening. Here's a new story. Shudder <laughs> just happened to grab it and it actually came mm. out two days ago on Shudder at yep. the time of recording. So expect a review of Tigers Are Not Afraid sometime <laughs> in the near future. Uh, so, yes, uh, this is. this is uh, It got a limited theatre release, but now it's on Shudder yeah. uh, in the US, Canada, UK, and Ireland. It's a dark fairy tale about a gang of five children trying to survive the horrific violence of the cartels and the ghosts created by uh, every day by the drug war. So. Mm.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm really excited about this. I don't know too much about it. I think I've heard uh, that it is, um, may- it maybe feels like a bit more like fantasy ish, um, but with like some horror elements. Uh, it kind of sounds to me like it'll be um, like Pan's Labyrinth kind of esque. Oh, you're uh, you to my
0: excitement here, Tim. Oh,
1: stop <laughs> it. Uh I mean, that, that's what I'm guessing though, where it kind of mixes like it's kind of like real world, uh, you know, issues with these kind of fantastic uh, elements. But I mean, everyone has kind of been raving about it. I heard nothing but great things. Uh, so yeah, I, I saw this. I uh, came up on Shadow the other day, and uh, definitely got a big time to
0: see it. Well, you can expect a review of this soon. Uh, we might even try to squeeze mm-hmm. it to the Octoberthon, uh, since it's already available. Um. So yeah. Uh. So that's tigers are not afraid. That was, that's mm-hmm. coming soon from us. So shudder as of now. Mm. Next up, uh, Todd Strauss Schultz, the director of the Fatal Girls, has got a new film mm. in the works. Oh, okay. He's going to adapt a digital comic book called Zombie Brother, uh, yeah. for STX Entertainment. Uh, okay. You, you heard zombie, <laughs> and you got a little less interested. Is that, is that what
1: just happened? Uh, I, don't, I don't know uh, I maybe a little bit but <laughs> I probably shouldn't judge maybe it's very cool yeah so it's it's
0: about uh, the, it'll follow a Chinese character who's, who leads a ragtag team of New Yorkers in a fight to stay alive during a zombie apocalypse it's hard mm-hmm. to get super excited based on that because it doesn't really tell us what's unique about it it just says there's a zombie apocalypse those characters try to survive mm-hmm. okay it's a lot of zombie things then but mm-hmm. given the final girls has such a unique twist to what it's doing I feel like there may be True. an element to this that you know, when we see a trailer, maybe, it'll be like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's true. Yeah, it could be cool. Um, yeah, but it, it, the premise doesn't really sound too great, but, uh, yeah, I'll put faith in the director that uh, he'll do something fun.
0: I mean, he also directed a very Harold Kumar Christmas, so, I mean. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> I was
1: not aware of that. I was not aware of that. I didn't <laughs> even know that existed. Is that, like, the third one? Is there a third Harold Kumar? I... That's another one where there might actually be like three or four, like surprisingly. <laughs> uh, I, I think I actually did see that one in theaters with uh, with my brother uh, at one point. Um, could not tell you much about it other than I think it was in three D. Uh, I never saw it, but the I only really did about the first one. I never
0: saw it. I do know they changed the title uh, for the UK release because because they go to White Castle, right? That's the title of the first one. Yeah. Uh, well, White Castle's not really a thing uh in the uk mm-hmm. so they had to do a different title just so that it didn't make everyone go wait what <laughs> What is was <laughs> okay, a white yeah, castle <laughs> uh anyway next up next up uh tony collette has been added to guillermo del toro's film nightmare alley
1: oh yes.
0: that's the whole story she, she's going to play a mentalist uh named mm-hmm. zina who mentors the protagonist that's all we have uh, mm-hmm. she joins bradley cooper kate blanchett and rooney mara in the film so bit an all-star casted this, which is honestly worried mm-hmm. for
1: a horror movie. I don't tend to like it that much when it happens. True, yeah. Um uh, hey, uh you know I'm excited for it. Bring it on. Is it Scalmodel Toro? Yes, 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 of yes. Of course. It'd be great. Nightmares, uh-huh. Allies, Xena Warrior, Mentalist. Can't go wrong. Uh huh,
0: uh huh.
1: <laughs> um
0: Okay. So uh next up then. Vericol Entertainment has acquired the North American distribution rights to Krill Peter. <laughs> not me, just for the record. They're not referred to me. Uh Krill Peter. Uh is it was, it was a described as a shocking horror film. It's an Italian film from uh Ascario Malgarina and Christian Besker Beskeglia. Uh, so Yeah, so, no, 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 no. so here's the description. And it's Christmas 1908, in Messina, one of the richest merchant cities of the Mediterranean. Peter, the 30-year-old son of rich English family, is notorious for his cruelty to children, animals, and servants. One night oh. he is ambushed and wakes up in a coffin underground by the city's Gothic cemetery, buried in Hell retaliation yeah. for his callousness by a servant boy from his mother's estate. When a powerful earthquake raises Messina to the ground, Peter is trapped and his whereabouts are forgotten until a century later an English archaeologist and his daughter arrive at the city. Mm. So I assume it's going to be supernatural then because they're going to find the uh, uh, body. Yeah, uh,
1: th- I was a little excited at first because it sounded like uh, <laughs> a uh, <laughs> maybe a class warfare movie where a uh, working class individual uh, <laughs> tortures uh, a... You know, wealthy uh, piece of shit uh, person. So that got me excited. But now it sounds like, yeah, it'll be a supernatural thing where the ghost of a wealthy piece of shit uh, ends up torturing Uh uh, people in the future, which uh, I'm not as crazy about.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's cool, Peter. Which will take us on to the trailers that we're going to talk about this week. Mm -hmm. We got a few of them, Uh, and we're not ignoring the fact there was a new lighthouse trailer. But Tim requested Mm -hmm. that he didn't want to watch it because he's seen enough. (laughs) He he doesn't want to have it spoiled.
1: Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I mean, in the, in the, like you mentioned, you know, there's, you know, it's the the trailers are so uh, erratic that you know it's probably not really going to be very spoilery. But still, I'm just so in and excited for this movie. I just want to go in uh, as fresh as possible. Uh, I'm all in for this. So, uh,
0: although on that subject, Tim, uh, we will not be actually reviewing that on the show until sometime early <gasps> next year. No. No. <laughs> all right we've been screwed over by release date shit again but yeah. just i'm just i letting you know i don't want you be disappointed too close to the time i mean i'm still uh, seeing the opening
1: day I'm
0: not. i know but i'm just saying like i don't want you to be disappointed yeah. that we're not doing it on the show until until a couple of months later yeah. so anyway uh so the first trailer we, t- we looked at was a uh, countdown which is a movie about a, a phone app that's the thing now yeah. we get movies about phone apps <laughs> uh, where it's supposed to tell you when you're going to die. It gives you a countdown clock. Mm. And, of course, some people get a, a short clock where it's like, hey, that's like three days. What the hell? And, mm. of course, they get killed. Kind of Final Destination style as uh, maybe the best way of the trip. Not as fun, I don't think, but kind of just like supernatural entity just kind of kills them. Mm. So... Yeah, it's a movie about you can't down clock that uh, until you die uh, on a, on your phone. And yeah. I was actually thinking throughout this trailer, like, is there going to be a time when this feels super dated? Like, obviously, I don't expect like smartphones to go away or anything, but all these like stupid apps and I need those app for everything. Is that something that's yeah. going to die away over time, and we're going to be like,
1: oh, that's such a 2010s thing? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, well, first of all, I'm sure you probably got super excited because. You probably thought this was based on the DC comic book countdown.
0: I <laughs> know, uh, oh, I was expecting no. <laughs> uh, the, the British game show where they try and form words out of random batches of letters and do math <laughs> problems. Okay. Do 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 do. I'll just leave it the same trend.
1: And it, it is kind of funny, yeah, like with technology, even something like. Uh, you know like the ring or something when you go back and watch it now it's like vhs tapes and uh these like uh you know like old like uh tvs and stuff it, even that kind of feels like a uh, outdated um, well
0: i think that stuff works better because it was like much more of a staple for one because it was just like something that everyone used and secondly it was around for like you know a good two and a half decades where that was just the normal for two and a half decades whereas Whereas these types of phone apps, I feel like are more of a fad. Is it you know come and go in a relatively short amount of time?
1: I wonder if though if something like the ring works better for us though, because we grew up with that. Like I don't know if maybe a younger person who is like. Yeah, maybe it's more old, creepy. But...
0: Maybe the idea of a
1: VHS tape is just creepy to them now because they never used one. Yeah. So it's, more, it's more mystical. <laughs> could be. Uh, but, you know, I'm actually, I don't know, I'm feeling like a little positive today uh, for some reason. But, um, I, but I don't know. Like, I watched this trailer and I was like, eh, I don't know. It could be okay, maybe. Like, I, I doubt it would be amazing. Uh, I, I don't mm. think the idea is necessarily bad. Um, it's... Well,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically a mix of The Ring and Final Countdown, kind of, yeah. like, in terms of the, the way it works. It's just... You know, some of the acting felt a bit rough to me, but at the same time, it could be fun. My my, think... my thing is is I the, the Final Countdown movies at L A. and that's a franchise we've not done yet, but we will do it at some point, is it The that, Final Countdown? Final... Oh, sorry, Final Destination. I, oh, okay, okay. There's sorry. a movie called Final <laughs> Countdown, and I've obviously caused the name of this movie. Okay, I've, okay. I've, I've, I've mixed it up. But yeah, Final <laughs> Destination is that the deaths are... At least the good ones are really wacky and they're really fun. Yeah. Like seeing how the the characters are going to die, and yeah. the one kind of death you see in this is just someone's just sort of picked up and dropped, and it just doesn't look that. Mm. It doesn't look that fun. So yeah. my hope is, is that the deaths actually get quite inventive and, and you know wacky. Yeah, That's
1: yeah. The hope. If yeah, if they do that, it could potentially be good. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we've seen in it, like you know, felt like just kind of the, you know, like generic stuff that we always talk about that we don't like, like someone doing like a quick computer search to, you know, find out what's going on. And then, yeah, like some jump scary stuff. Um, But like, you know, I'm not expecting much from the, you know, like the cast and stuff looks like, you know, very typical, like kind of teen Hollywood kind of bland characters. But uh, again, if the premise is strong and it has some interesting kills, you know, it can be somewhat decent.
0: Yeah, uh, the theatre release is actually at the end of October. So October 25th. Um, I'm not uh, sure yeah, if that's yeah. one we can do until home video. It might not be. So um, mm-hmm. maybe have a couple of months before we cover this. Uh, which annoyingly is going to make doing our top 10 kind of a pain. In fact, even the Lighthouse already kind of doing mm-hmm. that. We're probably going to have to wait a little bit just so that we can... Because it'd be weird to do our top 10 of 2019 and not be able to include mm-hmm. the Lighthouse.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, when we did uh, our top 10 uh this year we did it a little late i think yeah we did it yeah, like March. I, don't, March, sure. I don't know if i
0: want to wait that long this time but sure like yeah. yeah maybe by the end of january or something like that maybe we'll be able to do it but um and but that means we can also include countdown uh yeah if, that, if that's <laughs> when we'll get to see it um but yeah that is um that is countdown uh doesn't look it may be okay it may be okay it doesn't look great but maybe okay Uh, the next thing is the cleansing hour this is a film that Shudder has just picked up they're not releasing it until sometime in 2020 Um, Mm -hmm. but in front of a global audience the demon subjects uh, the crew to a series of violent and humiliating challenges that expose dark secrets they have been hiding from each other Um, that is a weird description it kind of uh, misses the, the yeah okay this is weird they had that kind of highlighted as if it was the whole description but there's a whole paragraph before that so basically it's these people who do live streams of exorcisms mm-hmm. uh but of course the twist of the film is that when they go to do this next one is that it ends up being real and the girl who's like an actress or the friend or whoever actually becomes possessed mm-hmm. and it starts terrorizing the, this uh, film crew it seems to be like a bottle movie all set in this kind of one kind of warehouse location um mm-hmm which is actually the thing I like most about it. I like the idea of them just kind of being trapped in one location and being tormented by this possessed person. The trailer's only about a minute or so long, so you don't get to see, like, a whole lot of what's going on. Uh, How do you feel about it?
1: Uh, I was, like, slightly into it. Uh, again, you know, this is one that could easily, <laughs> you know, uh, go, uh, you know, being kind of bad and generic. Uh, but A wee bit uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but there's like a few things in there that i like there was like this kind of weird um almost like rat creature sound that popped up for a second that i thought looked kind of cool um it, it obviously looked like very cgi though so i don't know if it's like you know once you actually see more of it if it'll kind of lose its coolness uh but i mean the 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 thing that makes me more hesitant about it though is i just feel like we've seen this plot like a million times where like, you know, how many like horror movies are there where it's like, Oh, you know, we're a ghost reality show or some type of like, you know, web thing where we, you know, look at possessed people or something that it's uh-huh. like, you know, and then it turns out to be like, Hey, guess what? It's fake. It's a scam. And then of course the twist is, but wait, it's real this time. And I, I, I just feel like I'm a little tired of that premise, but it, yeah, it does, it does. It's not a bad premise. Uh, If so, if you do it with skill and have an interesting take, it could be good. Um, But it doesn't get me super excited just because I feel like it's not like something we haven't seen before.
0: Yeah, I think I like this one a little bit more than because we did Malevolent last year and we did, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's been other movies like this. I, I think what I like about this one just a little bit more is just the idea that, there's almost no like build up to is this real or isn't it it's like no she immediately just seems to start going crazy in front of them and it's like yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure they'll doubt and be like okay what's happening what's going on here mm-hmm. but um, it feels like it might skip a lot of the bullshit that I usually associate with the, the build up mm-hmm. to like oh it's actually real
1: this time uh, that we get Yeah, and uh, I also don't like uh, the aspect of these movies when you're dealing like, with live streaming stuff which um, looks like it'll be a part of uh, the next trailer we talk about but I don't like uh, that there's always this like added level of like uh, the audience watching because you know they're talking about like oh look at all the views we're getting and stuff and I don't, I don't know I never I don't know something about it like making it a thing that's like being live streamed and people watching and commenting and you know sometimes when you know when they cut to the people watching it I don't know it's just it's so <laughs> it's just so stupid to me
0: i don't necessarily have a problem with that although you're saying the halloween resurrection isn't a classic is that what you're saying
1: to me <laughs> um, believe it or not
0: i don't necessarily have a problem yeah. with the concept of that um it's, it's definitely used badly in a lot of yeah movies uh um mm-hmm. I, I think the idea of people watching can be used effectively but i mean i, I don't know I mean, there was not no scene in this movie that they're, they're actually going really cut to anyone watching sure it, sure it yeah. may just be them yeah. commenting on the fact that oh hey we got x amount of viewers blah blah blah, blah. yeah um they might sort of keep it kind of like sort of almost creepy, like we know they're watching, but we're never going to see them kind of thing, I don't know. Uh,
1: Is that what we need to do to bump our numbers up? Do we need to do a live exorcism? <laughs> do we need to get uh, Connor in here? Put some <laughs> makeup on him?
0: <laughs> uh, just spray holy water at him and say, yeah. The power of Christ compels you!
1: <laughs> what, what does he drink when he watches uh, Arrow? Arrow. Like a oh, I don't, whiskey, I think. Yeah. So he'll get like holy whiskey and <laughs> splash it in his face.
0: <laughs> uh, that is the cleansing number that's coming sometime in 2020. Uh, and then the final trailer we're going to talk about is something I didn't even know was happening, and I am absolutely mortified <laughs> that it's happening. I'm also mortified that it's coming out at the end of October, <laughs> including on <laughs> demand, which means we'll be doing it probably in early November, and I'm really upset about this time. This is the Gallows Act 2. Are you shitting me? There's a Gallows sequel out in just over a month.
1: Uh, yeah, this is insane. I, I think I saw the headline for this and just tried to, like, ignore it and, like, hope it went away. And, and hope I wouldn't um, notice
0: it and that we wouldn't have to do it, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, oh, boy. Yeah, that, that first one was so, so bad. Um. Uh, I, I don't know I, I again I, I hate to be like super negative especially on something that you know don't have a ton of information for but uh, I mean the trailer didn't really fill me with any confidence uh, and the first movie just left such a bad taste in my mouth that I can't imagine this <laughs> being that good yeah the trailer is uh,
0: just uh, like one scene of the this this you know one of the kids in the high school reading out of the the gallows uh like program the
1: play yeah um, and, and like I I hate with stuff like this where it feels like they're trying to make it like, you know, when they're reading it and like they're mentioning the name, like uh, the ghost or whatever, Charlie, and like they're saying his name. You can tell that the movie wants you to think like, oh, yeah, like the iconic Charlie from the Gallows movie, that (laughs) scary character, that famous horror icon that we all know and love when it's like no one gives a shit about this stupid franchise. I'd rather see Bye Bye Man 2 before I see The Gallows Act 2. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. (laughs) I don't know if I can agree (laughs) to that. Uh, But uh, the first one came out in
0: 2015. It was a long-ass time ago. Uh, You know, comparatively speaking, for horror movie sequels. Um, So, yeah, this is going straight to on-demand and digital, uh, along with a Liberty Theatre release. So, the description here, um, after... A U N A. What what name is that? Anna. A U Anna. Yeah, I would say so Anna. Anna. Okay. After Anna Ru, a teenager vlogger. Anya. Sorry.
1: Anya.
0: <laughs> oh, Anya. Not Anyanka. Not, not the, uh, the demon. The demon <laughs> from the Head the television <laughs> show, Buff of the Vampire Slayer. Uh, <laughs> Anna Roo, uh, or sorry, Anna Ru. Uh, the teenage blogger <laughs> slash aspiring actress logs onto a slasher website she's soon trapped out. <laughs> in a malevolent world of a cursed stage play, The Gallows. After performing a passage from the play for her tiny online fan base, Ana instantly <laughs> achieves the stardom she seeks, as well as a twisted challenge from a deadly spirit,
1: The Hangman. Mm. Mm tiny online fan base where they <laughs> did they get inspiration from us <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: excuse me we have a we have a, a micro online fan base not a tiny
1: online fan base. that's true that's true you. uh yeah i mean as soon as you said uh, teenage mic or micro vlogger or whatever guys, <laughs> <then> i'm out <laughs> that's like uh, but you're not uh,
0: out you're in because you do this show so sure prepare sure. yourselves <laughs> for the Gallows Act 2. Either squeeze that at the end of the October thaw or at the start of November. Ha- it happening. should be the
1: only movie where they actually have real gallows at the like theater exit so you can just hang yourself after
0: <laughs> you see it. Uh, we got a uh, crawl, I think, we'll be doing around that time as well. So we, we've got a lot of... Oh, baby. We've got a lot Can't of things wait. to do. So our, our, our early November slate is really paling up, actually. So thank you, to, uh, Hollywood, horror Hollywood, for your, your outfit. <laughs> Actually, I don't, I don't want to thank you in this case. I don't want to thank you for the gallons act, too. I'm not, I'm not happy about that at all. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. That is uh, that is the news for uh, the week, uh, meaning that we were about to dive into our movie. So... Uh, without further ado, we will start talking about Satanic Panic, and this movie, of course, uh, we will start spoiler-free, we'll give you a warning before we get into the spoilers, somewhere in the middle, and we're going to get into it. Satanic Panic is about a pizza delivery girl who, first day of the job... Um, for some reason, I thought this movie was going to be set in the '80s, and the first scene is like mm-hmm. her watching something on her phone. So I'm like, okay, it's, it's just present <laughs> day, fair enough. Um, so yeah, uh, main girl whose name is Sam. Sam. Oh, who could I forget? Yeah. <laughs> One of the many Sams. Uh, so mm-hmm. she's named Sam, and it's her first day, and she's she's struggling for money, and she's getting lumped with all the all the bad jobs, uh, all the delivery jobs with mm-hmm. the don't tip so she's really struggling she needs tips to survive and she takes this 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 call it's just a little bit out of the out of the radius that they're supposed to deliver to me like, so i'll do it and she goes to this big rich mansion and she gets stiffed on the tip again she tries to kind of like blag her way inside to get a tip and ends up encountering a bunch of satanists uh cult um who are pissed because they don't have their virgin for the sacrifice, but then realize that she's one, and uh, try to nab her instead. So the movie's a bit hard to kind of write from this cult. Um, led by Rebecca uh, Rom... Romagen? Uh, you... Romain? Romain. Is it Romain? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Mystique from the uh, the first of the X-Men movies as mm. the leader of the cult. Jerry O'Connell's got a small part in there as well, as does the roommate from Jerry O' Let's Go! <laughs> <laughs> As does uh, the roommate from Happy Death Day. Uh, thank yeah. you for that, Tim. Why did you quiet all so, of a sudden? What? What? What's supposed <laughs> to be the weird silence?
1: Oh, I thought you were still talking.
0: <laughs> no, I have finished. That's the premise. Oh, okay. That's the premise of the film. She's running around for a cult who wants to sacrifice her to some demon at midnight. So there could very well be screams. Yeah.
1: Uh, right on midnight. <laughs> it sounds like she has to go on a midnight delivery. <laughs>
0: Of a baby, of a <laughs> demon baby. Uh, that's the premise, Tim. I'm going to ask you yeah. the
1: question. Did you enjoy Satanic Panic? Uh, I did. Uh, I liked it uh, quite a bit. Um, I, I I do think it is more. Uh, it, it's definitely you know a very uh, um, like it, it's comedy horror for sure. Uh, but I think it, you know it's definitely verging more on you know, the the jokes and the laughs and stuff, you know, versus the, the horror. But I do think there were some cool, like, you know, horror bits in here. Um, the, it, it does seem like pretty, like, low budget. So, you know, I, th- I think maybe there's some stuff that, you know, uh, could have been done better uh, potentially. But, like, I like, like, the characters uh, enough. And, um, you know, I thought the, you know, uh, not every joke landed, but I, I think more, you know, did than didn't. Uh, so I was like, uh, you know, pretty, actually I, I was going to say pleasantly surprised, but actually I was kind of, um, had high hopes for this movie because I actually really liked the, uh, the guy that wrote it and the director only, I've only seen one other thing that, uh, she did, but I liked it too. So, uh, no, I was, uh, pretty happy with this one. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought it was okay. I, I didn't love it. Um, I think
0: I was kind of into the vibe of it. For a a while, and it kind of lost me a little bit as it went on. And I think, and I think actually, and I hate to say this, I really hate to say it this way, because I I, I don't like ragged films for this, but I I do think the budget actually hurt it more than I would have liked. And yeah, and I think what sucks about that is that I think obviously, subtlety filmmakers can really do a lot with nothing, they can the the restrictions just make them get more inventive. And I think (laughs) this movie. Uh, falls into a category of direct-to-video movies for me from recent years, where um, it's got a fine idea. Um, mm-hmm. th- I think this one's elevated a little bit by a decent cast. I think uh, The Girl Who Plays mm-hmm. Sam is pretty likable and handles yeah. the movie quite well. Now you've got some, some other kind of, not stars, but others to kind of like back her up, who flesh out the movie a little bit, and the mm-hmm. stars feel pretty solid. It doesn't feel like you're, you've got like a low-calibre of actor in this, which is nice. Yeah, But, it looks like a tv show
1: yeah it does yeah. it looks
0: like a tv show the whole time and that would be okay uh, if if the if the action itself if the, the plot itself was kind of always doing stuff to keep me excited and interested and whatever and i do mm-hmm. think though about halfway through the movie though it kind of really i don't want to say slows down but there's a point where the characters are just kind of sitting in the house discussing what they should do mm-hmm. and that part of the movie feels like it lasts like a good big chunk in the middle so the pacing yeah. for me kind of started to really wane uh, by that point. And a couple of the horror moments, I, I felt the budget kind of affect. There's, there's a scene with a bed sheet, uh, <laughs> I'll just say where yeah. I f- it felt so simple and ineffective mm. an, an because it was just kind of silly and not as like over the top mm. as it felt like it should have been. You know, it should have been like an Evil Dead scene almost. It should have been like wacky and like you know ridiculous. Yeah. And it, it didn't really ever get to that that level. It just kind of felt like it was okay. Mm. All right, that's what that's what you could do, you could do. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I think it's held back by a few things. I think the it it, it it didn't feel like it got as ridiculous as it should have. There's a couple of things that sure. are kind of ridiculous, but it never quite got there. And the one th- the thing that's the, probably the most ridiculous in the movie is something that I saw be more ridiculous recently in another film. Um, if you oh, ever seen sure. Tetsuo the Iron Man, I'll be bringing that up when I talk about a certain <laughs> of spoilers. <laughs> so it's not bad. It's not a bad movie by Benny means. It's kind yeah. of uh middle of the road. Um but ultimately mm. I felt kind of uninspired by the end of it. I was kind of like, okay, that existed. It was fine. Yeah. Good cast.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm more positive than you, but I wouldn't necessarily like disagree. Um like I like I definitely did like it, uh, but yeah, there were some faults and um yeah, I think the big one, like you said, is just it, it doesn't look great like it doesn't look bad but like you said there is a very obvious like you know quality difference versus you know like other movies uh you know that you watch um and uh, yeah and I, I agree with you like i do feel bad uh complaining about it but uh yeah it is something that is kind of noticeable in, in this but
0: yeah i felt guilty uh, like, I, like two-thirds out of the movie when i realized it was kind of bugging me i felt guilty for caring about it but i was like uh ah. yeah. like you know, it feels, if it looks like a TV show the whole time, it really does, mm. and not that there's nothing wrong with a TV show, but like TV has a lot of other benefits that movies don't have to kind of make up for it because mm. uh, they yeah. get to do this log form thing where you really care about the characters and so on and so on. A movie mm. like this doesn't have that. A movie like this has 90 minutes to tell its whole story mm. and be fun
1: and be engaging, and it is fun and engaging at certain points, mm. it is, but uh, Yeah, and I, I kind of like I kind of kept thinking about how um, so it's it, it's written by uh, this guy Grady Hendrix, who's a you know a horror author, and I really really like his books and like a lot of the dialogue felt like the you know kind of like the snappy hmm. uh, you know like witty uh, you know stuff that he he would write and but I I couldn't help but think like yeah some of this stuff might work a little better in a book <laughs> than in a a movie. Like you know, like sometimes when people like say stuff, like it's like too fast and too clever <laughs> that it doesn't mm. necessarily like feel like uh, authentic. Um, there's like some stuff here and there uh, which I don't know, maybe kind of might feel like a, a weird thing to say, but I mean um... I'm a Josh Whedon fan, so I don't mind snapping witty dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean maybe sometimes it might depend on like the person that's delivering it or or something Uh, but yeah I don't know I feel bad I feel like I'm probably being too negative because I still had like a lot of fun with it and you know uh, I I thought it went by like a pretty quick like maybe there's like a little bit of a a lull in the middle like you're talking about like when they're kind of in the house like that probably could have been sped up a little bit but I mean otherwise you know um, there definitely wasn't anywhere any point during the movie that i was bored or anything and, and i really do like the the main character i thought she did yeah like a good job of uh, you know moving the story along and um, i mean maybe she uh, might have been some instances where maybe <laughs> she could have been like uh, a little more proactive or maybe people could have stopped for a second to <laughs> try to <laughs> gauge what's going on a little bit better um, but it it's still a lot of fun i think
0: yeah, I think she's the best thing about the movie. Uh, the cast in general are the best thing about the movie. I, I think they really carry it, and it's kind of a, a testament because it's. But a lot of horror movies, like sometimes the acting isn't even doesn't even need to be that great necessarily. Where I'll get into it because it's goofy, or I'll get into because the filmmaking is sure. just that good. But the filmmaking here is not <coughs> anything notable or special. There's not really doing anything. Like I say, it looks like a TV show, and which is, I think it's more of a problem now than it ever has been because TV shows are starting to look really good. Some of them like. Not all of them, like, but, like, you know, if you're watching, like, Mindhunter on Netflix or you're watching, um, I don't know, there's a lot of good-looking TV shows now that are looking more cinematic than movies do, and it kind of sticks out, and I, I think, um, it's just one of these things where, like, even movies in the 80s that like did kind of have this, like, low-budget feel to them, they still, like, because of the way movies were made, they still ended up looking more like movies than TV shows, they just did. Um, yeah. Whereas now a lot of these directed VOD stuff, because they're made the same way that TV shows are made, and they, they just they end up having this kind of feel to them. It really takes a director to sort of go out their way to give it like, and a cinematographer to go out their way to give it a, a unique looking feel. But um it's not bad though. I don't want to sound too harsh on it because I think it's a fine time. I think it's an easy 80 minute watch that you'll probably get some chuckles out of. Um, but mm-hmm. it's not one that i'm going to find that memorable it's not one that i'm going to be like ah oh, top 10 of the year at the end of the year where i'm like yeah that's that's, sure. this has to be on there kind of thing
1: yeah yeah i think uh essentially i, I did end up liking it uh i was I, again from the people that were involved who i like a lot i was kind of hoping to love it and i can't really go that far unfortunately but um still not bad though like i like <laughs> you know i'm glad that i didn't hate it for sure
0: yeah i mean that's always always good uh so yeah i uh yeah i guess we'll go spoilers then uh we'll go into spoilers but before before i start, start that section I, I will tell you about patreon.com slash tv where you can support us uh, you can support us financially for as little as one dollar per month and as part of that one dollar you get an exclusive bonus episode every month from us on screams after midnight although next month on the october thon you get four you get four total <laughs> bonus episodes so uh, that's a special thing for october uh so please do uh, go over there and have a look you also get bonus episodes for other shows that we do on Mailfuzz tv uh, such as the sci-fi movie podcast the ace and some other stuff and then you get a voted stuff at the five dollar tier and then there's higher tiers so go have a look see if you're interested in any of that and what to keep the this, this show coming and support all the content we do uh but yeah so full spoilers for satanic panic and uh, from henceforth so um i was a little bit worried actually about the opening scene because the opening scene is this pov shot where it's uh you know, you know later on it's uh uh, romaine's character uh, darika who's the leader of the cult uh she comes home to her big fancy house and she hears like sex noises and she goes up and the movie tries to play it like oh, well, maybe someone's being hurt and every mm-hmm. time a movie tries to do this it's always like no i don't have having sex it's like really obvious yeah <laughs> um it would actually be more of a shocky twist if they were actually being hurt like i'd have actually be like, oh just, actually has been yeah. <laughs> like you know tortured or whatever uh, but she catches her daughter having sex, who's the the roommate from uh, Happy Death Day, uh, Ruby Modine uh, played in this character, and uh, her name's Judy, and she gets really angry at her, and I was really really worried, actually, after this scene, because, like, still in POV, she goes up and she kind of, like, hits her daughter's head off the wall, hits Judy's head mm-hmm. off the wall, and it looked really, like, fake, like, really, mm-hmm. like like, soft, and, like, she didn't really bash her daughter's head in the wall. That was, like really <laughs> shit-looking. And then, yeah. you know, she goes after the guy who was having sex with her, and it's just kind of this, like, sort of scream at the camera as it goes into the title screen or whatever. And I was like, oh, that felt really neutered. That felt like really, like, it wasn't really tried very hard. I was really worried about that, uh, you know, from that point, point. and I don't think it, it lived up to my fears from that opening scene. But it felt sure, it really, yeah. it, it really stuck out to me during that opening scene. <laughs>
1: That's funny. I completely like forgot about that opening scene. <laughs> I was like, until you started bringing it up, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot that happened. Because I would get
0: interested to Sam, we'd be interested to the, the pizza place, yeah. and uh, we all montage of her delivering our pizzas to, uh, you know, old lady who gives her a cardigan for a tip and. A guy who makes her makes her move a couch with him, and then just tips her with a, a coupon. that's out of date. Yeah,
1: and um, so that's important. The uh, yeah, cause she's at this fraternity, and uh, so her name's Sam, and then you know the guy asks her like, "Oh, what's your name?" Uh, she's like, "Sam." He's, like, "Oh, my Sam's too." So he's like, "Oh, you gotta help me move this couch because uh, it's the uh, the rule of the Sams or whatever. Where basically when uh, someone named Sam <laughs> needs a helping hand, uh, you know you have to help him." Uh, which uh, just comes into play later. but uh, Yes, yeah. very neatly set up, <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: but she ends up taking this job uh, to go to the, the big mansion, and because she was told this story by the other piece of, piece of guy that he once went out here and had to kind of like, like they get stuffed at the tip, but there was like an orgy going on, so he passed around the hat for a tip and made quite a lot of money. Um, so she kind of like fights her way back in, actually sneaks into the house, illegally breaks into the house, might we yeah. Yeah. But when she gets to the people, basically, they're not paying attention to her, they're just like listening to uh, uh, Darika, like, spout or you know, oh, tonight we will, you know, praise Satan, and yada, yada,
1: yada. Yeah. And uh, I, I just want to mention here, I've, you know, worked in, you know, the customer service industry, uh, you know, for <laughs> many, many a year. Uh, and I do find that uh, rich people often are the cheapest, which is really infuriating. <laughs> like mm. uh, when you see someone that like a, a rich person that like, yeah, doesn't tip or they'll give like, you know, a couple of bucks on like, you know, a hundred dollar meal or something when, you know, they know they can easily, easily, easily afford, you know, much more. That does uh, infuriate me. <laughs> Good to know, Tab. Just saying. Good to know.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, we have uh, that scene was kind of funny to me because she like they're not really paying attention to her But she like she doesn't really react either because I thought because they, they, she's she's this speech has gone on for a while And it ends with saying and you'll know, praise Satan, you know Up until that point she has no idea what they're talking about and there's not much of a reaction to it I really thought that like, what she said or oh, i praise Satan at the end It was gonna be a spot where she was like, wait, what did she just say? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Um, but they start questioning her uh, and when they ask if she's a virgin, she just kind of like goes, uh, that's very personal. She's a virgin, get her! Like that's kind of yeah. the, the moment. Uh, and then she wakes yeah. up after being passed out for a while uh, with Jerry O'Connell who's, this is his one and only scene in the movie. He's got one scene um, where he tries to save her life by having sex with her uh he he licks her in the face and says i'm trying to save your life let me be a hero and licks her in the face it's (laughs) you know disturbing a silly kind of way
1: yeah it's uh like obviously you know in the you know uh you know there's a context that it's uh yeah that's very uh you know gross and creepy but uh you know i i think it you know it works here, is because he's kind of like a you know an over the top character, and you know she does get like the best of him, like you know she kind of like face palms him, and and you know he starts bleeding and and stuff. So it's uh yeah I, I thought it was pretty funny, and then obviously he gets uh you know he's a piece of shit, and you know ends up getting <laughs> what's coming to him. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, a int- one thing I, I I thought was maybe like a little weird here though is that uh, his name is also Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, I feel like, uh, okay, so you know, you, you had the whole thing in the beginning with the code of the Sams, and uh, so I thought it was going to come into play here or she was going to try to use that, um, which she doesn't. And then I feel like yeah, you know, obviously she ends up using it later in the film. Well, uh, no, which, she
0: actually does briefly try to use it. What did she say? I don't know. She, she actually says uh, Rilla Sams and he's just kind of confused and she just kind of moves on. She just says, oh, I guess that didn't work. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't really uh, remember mentioning it uh, yeah. at this
0: point, but I, I, I I think know, it that, feels like a. I, I think it's better to be the rule of threes. You hear it first time, and then this is the second time you hear it briefly, and then the third yeah. time is where it actually comes out of play. Uh,
1: I, I guess. It, it just I don't know, it kind of felt like unnecessary. Uh, or maybe I was expecting too much of it uh, for this year, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, though, you know, it's uh, <laughs> Jerry O'Connell uh, in his underwear, which, hey, that's a. Uh, you know. It's never a bad thing.
0: <laughs> or it's always a bad thing. I don't, I don't. <laughs> but he ends up shooting himself in the neck because he tries to shoot her when she's... Oh,
1: yeah.
0: When she's I, trying I, to use I thought phone. that was
1: actually pretty funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. And he gets really mad at her. And he tries to shoot her, and it doesn't it doesn't go off. So he, he kind of turns it around to look at something, and he tries to pull <laughs> the trigger while he's pointing at himself like an idiot and shoots himself in the neck. Um, which leads to... Well, after she runs off and the, the cult come in... Uh, danica like puts her hand in his bullet wound and gets all the way in uh like she's fisting him and then eventually pulls out his heart which is glowing and that gets cooked and turns into like
1: a little beast Wait, so the one thing i wasn't sure about this though uh is why why was he so intent on stopping their sacrifice Because he like like at first you think he maybe is just being a creep and just wants to have sex with this girl. But then once he's like willing to kill her, uh, it's like, you know, like obviously you sense that there's some, uh, you know, friction between him and, uh, you know, his wife and stuff. But again, though, I wasn't really necessarily sure why he was like so, uh, you know, for upsetting the sacrifice.
0: I guess he's just against it. Like, I mean, he doesn't really go into it in any great depth. It's just kind of like, you know, we only get one scene with him, so.
1: It it's just weird because it doesn't seem like he's, you know, he doesn't seem like an altruistic guy. Like, it doesn't yeah. seem like he's doing it for, you know, good reasons. Uh,
0: so, I don't know. Yeah, but he, uh, he, yeah, he's just himself. Uh, the, the thing that's, like, made from his heart, like, there's a weird scene later on where, like, Danica's is, like, pouring her blood out from her finger and then like it starts sucking her finger this little anus that's coming out of it um, it's a very erotic scene in the weirdest way possible sure weirdest way possible um, so yeah so Sam runs out and she gets to uh, this other house this other big house on the street and this babysitter lets her in and it's like, oh my god, what happened? She's like, oh, are you going for the police? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How hey, about I'll go I'll get you a drink. Uh, and she gives her, like, some Coke. And she puts it down. And they focus so much in this glass of Coke that I knew there was something wrong with it. Like, it was going to be a plot point. Uh, uh, and, you know, there's two little boys there. And one's like, oh, I could see your boobs because her shirt's been kind of ripped. And it's like, okay, sure. <laughs> um. But the little boy drinks the coke instead and collapses and passes out. <laughs> uh, and this lets her know that something dangerous is happening. And she runs yeah. upstairs and she ends up encountering uh, Danica's daughter, uh, Judy, who's tied up mm. and was supposed to be killed here. <laughs> supposed to be killed. And she lets her go. With... <laughs> but this is where we get the the, the big drill yeah. dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or the drill dough as, as yeah, Judy calls killdo, it. Right? Oh, yeah, Kildo, sorry, yes, the Kildo. Yeah. Um, so this is a big sort of metal kind of drill piece sort of thing yeah. that's been worn like a strap-on that um, they're planning to kill the, uh, the, the Judy with. Um, but, of course, Sam just kind of locks out when she's trying to dodge them and she, she ends up, like because there's two sisters here, she ends up killing her own sister and then she, when she runs to go, get, go and, get uh, she's still got her sister on the drill bit, but when she runs to go and kill <laughs> Sam, Sam is out of the way and the drill goes into the wall, hits some electrical wiring, and electrocutes her. So they're both, like, sort of, like, on the wall, dead. Uh, yeah. Skewered <laughs> on this drill bit. Which sounds, like, hilarious, and it kind of is to a point. But I will say this, this is an odd complaint, again, this is just goes back to it feeling a little cheap, is the drill bit felt too clean to me. It felt too, like, shiny and, like, or not even shiny, just, like,
1: yeah, it's, uh, yeah, in concept, this is like, sounds really cool and funny, uh, but I feel like, yeah, probably because of the budget they were working with, they couldn't do too much with it. So you don't even see it that often. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, you kind of get like, you know, the one big shot of it and then, you know, the rest I, I feel like is usually, you know, you'll see maybe like little, like close ups of it and, and, you know, here and there or whatever, or, um, like a, you know, kind of a, you know shot of it through the you know the other girls like chest you just kind of see the little tip coming out um so yeah like i, I think it's this kind of stuff here that like when you're watching the movie it's a it's a shame because it's like oh like this uh is really you know this is like could be a cool funny idea but it seems like you know they're just like a little limited with like how much they could actually do with it yeah um it's it's just you you feel the, the 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 budget and this is where I was going to
0: compare it to uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man, which is a, an insane Japanese movie from like nineteen eighty nine, uh, which actually has a, a drill sort of penis thing kind of like this, um, and it is the most ridiculous like gritty looking thing, and it feels you know and I, well for for a start it feels like it functions and it feels like it's really dangerous and like you know greasy and like, like everything yeah. about it just has a feeling and tone to it whereas this looks like a prop from like a power rangers thing and i know that's insane yeah. to say because it's like a, <laughs> a drill dildo but like it just it looks kind of cheap and fake yeah I, that's, that's what i'm saying
1: it, d- it didn't really feel like there was like much like you know weight to it like yeah. it, you know felt like it was you know probably like plasticky uh versus you know it should be like you know this big metal you know thing uh but yeah, I I tried watching uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man because it's on Shutter. Yeah. <laughs> I think I tried watching it before, and it just like something about the aesthetic of the movie just like kind of makes me like sick. <laughs> like, oh, it's
0: that's a great little know. movie. I read that on the Ace. Uh, so yeah, um, I can recommend Tetsuo the Iron Man if you want it because yeah. it is kind of like borderline horror. It's kind of like it's a it's a cyberpunk horror. That's how I would describe yeah. it uh but yeah yeah
1: i want i want to watch it. i heard good things but it's just like i don't know something when i try to watch it, it's just uh, like the look of it just like upsets me <laughs> You
0: you would get into some of it though there's some stuff that happens later on <laughs> much like the drill penis that you yeah. would you would get
1: into it it does sound like something i'd like
0: <laughs> it, it does doesn't it uh so of course even though judy's very sort of uh hostile we'll say because she's the enemy of our enemies They she kind of teams up with uh with sam and this is where for me the movie because i felt that we're going to be running around trying different houses or being more proactive and it feels like they're just yeah. kind of in this house together kind of waiting for things to happen for a long time in terms of the the, the movie like it like the you know obviously the bed sheet thing happens where the bed sheet kind of rolls up and tries to attack sam and there is the scene where the other, like the, the sort of second command uh, for the cult, tries to take over and tries to do mm-hmm. some voodoo stuff, and they're trying to paint her body like in these symbols to protect her during that. Like, but it just kind of feels like they're waiting for things to happen. there's, there's no, yeah. there really need to be a point here where it felt like, no, we're going to be proactive, and they kind of do right, right at the very end of this chunk. We're like, okay, let's come up with a plan and see we can if we can do something. But it's, all, it's like a little too little too late. It feels like there's a lot of time, but they're just kind of waiting. And for me, this is where the movie kind of lost me a little bit. And I was, you know, just kind of like zoning out of it because it was, wasn't was keeping my attention.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Judy, she's kind of a weird character. Like, uh, I, I would say overall I did like her, uh, but I found it like, to be a little frustrating at first because she's just one of those characters where like, You know, they need to have a scene like, you know, if this was real life, uh, there should be something where they would, you know, just kind of stop everything, sit down and have like a five minute explanation of what's going on. But there's just so much stuff where she's just like. You know hurriedly like running along and doing stuff and then sam would you know kind of be like oh like what are you doing like we should do this and she'd be like stupid don't you know anything but it's like obviously you're talking about like these weird like occult magics and spells and stuff so like she's just gonna have no idea what's going on uh and like i got frustrated for the character when you know it feels like like she's so lost and then like you know judy would seem like you know she's upset that she wouldn't know like what's going on or it, it's a shame what to because
0: do. it feels like you've got this character now who's on the, the hero side who knows about all this witchcraft stuff yeah that maybe okay this is how we're gonna be proactive and fight back but it never really kind of because you know I, I got kind of excited at first because when she first gets up and she's like she's gotten drunk when she first finds she's like naked and tied to the bed kind of like gagged yes. and all that um she she starts like pouring salt around like the windows and doors and it's like oh no no this will keep the demons out and stuff and i thought oh maybe i mean i I don't necessarily mind that it's going to stay in the house again i like a bottle movie i'm okay with that but like it's when it feels like it's just sort of wasting time and i thought that you know okay okay there's going to be attacks and i'm going to have to fend them off and it's going to you know be all this stuff um and we're going to have judy there to kind of like know what to do but it never really felt like it did much of that They, they, they literally just sink and drink booze for a while at one point yeah um, and, obviously, yeah, we find out a lot about Sam when she's helping, like, draw the symbols on because she's trying to, like, calm her down by telling her about her past. And we find out her one real boyfriend she's ever had was someone she met at chemotherapy because she she had leukemia. And she went into remission and survived, and he didn't. And she, she never went back and visited him after she got out. And she feels guilty about that. And this is, like, sort of, like, getting into her past and, like, what's driving her as a character. And, like fine backstory this is this is all fine stuff um but it does feel like a bit of an exposition dump at this point in the movie um
1: yeah i I did like this stuff like yeah i did i guess it is like a little out of place but uh you know i I did like what the you know backstory ended up being and and it kind of explains like some stuff like we had earlier like you know at the beginning of the movie she was playing this video of her singing like this song about australia and uh Mm. You know, she has this, uh, when she gets stressed out, she has this, like, thing she does where she kind of, you know, closes her eyes and just keeps repeating, like, two fuzzy bunnies, uh, which, um, yeah, you find out, like, you know, the backstory of that, and then, you know, that (laughs) comes into play later. Um, Because
0: the movie could, because I think the movie's supposed to be about her kind of, like, coming out of her shell and actually be willing to fight for herself and, like, you know, not, not be scared, and... That that is a fine plot to have, and it's a fine premise for the character's arc to be. I just I feel like it, it really had to kind of like do more with it, and like you know maybe introduce the idea that she she used to be sick uh, earlier on in the film. You know, leave the boyfriend reveal sure for this point in the movie because it's it's a big dramatic beat. But um, it just just I don't know. It, it almost feels like they had to give her a backstory, so they give her one rather than it's it's the driving force of the movie. If that makes sense, yeah. because it should be the driving force of the movie. It should be the the thing that gives her the growth throughout the film. And as it is, it just kind of feels like it's almost just tacked on because oh, our main character should have some backstory stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, no that's fair. Um, yeah, the, I don't know Yeah, what the <laughs> better w- way to do it would have been. But yeah, I feel like maybe could have been a little more organic or have it sprinkled a little bit throughout <laughs> instead of just you know, all of a sudden throwing it on here.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, so, while well, this is going on, there's a lot of infighting in the cult. The, the, you know, the, the, the second-in-command gypsy doesn't like Danica, and actually, uh, a third one kills Danica uh, by driving a spike through her head, which I thought, oh, that's interesting, killing off your kind of big star. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at, at this point, you know, two-thirds of the movie. But she actually wakes up, like, after they all leave and go to the yeah. other <laughs> stuff, she wakes up, I guess because she's made a deal with the devil? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I assumed it was yeah some yeah. type of magic or demon thing. I don't know if we ever um, do we ever actually find out exactly what their like the cult's deal is. Like I I, I assume it's just basically they just want to be rich and powerful, pretty much. So that's why yeah they sacrifice and do these magics. But I don't know if there was more to that or if that's really really just <laughs> basically all there is. I think that's
0: all we ever really get is is that, yeah. but. Yes, I don't know, but uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Ultimately, come midnight, they're they going to be coming after them, and they lure them in. The plan to be uh, to to you know to to get out during this. Um, but ultimately, of course, it doesn't work, and they get captured, and they wake up um, because because they're running away. It's actually Danica who kind of runs into them uh, as they're trying to run away uh, in the the forest and this is where they, they they get captured and they wake up on the table they're, they're ready to be sacrificed and whatever you know the births going to happen we see uh, sam's belly get bigger because they've dressed them in these robes and sort of dolled them up a little bit and everyone's around a lot of the cult people start getting naked it's you know typical <laughs> stuff and it turns out, so there's this little girl that we've seen a few times in the film, at the start of the movie we see her on the on the, the sidewalk, kind of like, you know, doing our Freddy Krueger dance, <laughs> um, and we, we see her a couple of times throughout the film, you know, we, I think when Sam first drives to the mansion we see her on the street, um, and it turns out that this, this, this little girl is Sam Easel, the, the demon that, that, that has been born, and... Every, everyone disappears and Sam looks normal again. Uh, and worth mentioning that during this, uh, Judy got her throat slit by her mother, so she's dead now. Uh, just I'll casually just add that on. But she uh, basically, this demon's like, "Oh, I'm going to kill them all." And you know, I like you though, Sam. So I'm going to I'll kill you quick. And this is where Sam uses the son of Sam, oh, not the son of Sam. Sorry, the the, the <laughs> rule of Sams to yeah. to like get. It's like, "Hey, I'm Sam and you're Sam, and you don't like breaking the rules, do you?" It's uh, like, "Oh, fine, you can go." So she, she, she leaves. And then we sort of see that all the people are still there, you know, because they were gone for a, a bit during this scene where the, the entire, like, yard is empty. But then they all come back, and we see that they're all actually there and still having sex, but now they're dying and they're getting killed and, <laughs> and whatever. Yeah. The demon's just killing them all. So, I bet they're glad they raised this demon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like, in the, in the whole thing is... Uh well it wasn't the demon that they were trying to raise as a yeah when they kill one of the people there's like a salt uh like outline or whatever and their hand kind of scrapes some of it off yeah yeah because
0: yeah. So- uh yeah danica kills gypsy for betrayal essentially yeah. and as she dies she, her hand kind of scrapes the the circle of salt so instead of the demon they wanted because because the demon they wanted was like uh Bethesda or something like that or
1: yeah, it's, like, basically, like, yeah. the I think they were saying, like, the demon of, like, wealth and or yeah. something like that, uh, and then, yeah, so he was supposed to come, but then I guess with that barrier broken or whatever, uh, Sam's easel or whatever ends up coming, and then, yeah, like you said, um, you know, she was talking about how there's rules and, like, you know, there's certain, like, you know, levels of demons and, like, you you can't, like, you know, summon that guy first, so... You know she's all pissed and stuff, but uh, but then that's cool because then yeah, it sets up like oh okay, so she she's a, a rule follower, uh, so then yeah, that helps with the you know uh, rule of the Sams, um. But I, I thought this stuff uh was all pretty good. Like again, um, you know you see the demon kind of walking around and like uh, I, I thought he looked pretty cool. Uh, again, obviously I'm assuming, probably budget stuff. They probably couldn't do too much with him because you don't really see like a ton. Uh, but the little, like, glimpses here and there uh, I thought looked cool. Yeah, and then... Yeah, so Sam gets away, and she sort of,
0: like, quits her job and drives off into the sunset, basically. Although yeah. there is one scene that I, I've uh, glossed over that we really should go back and talk about, is when the, the guy that works at the pizza place who's kind of into her and is trying to, like, get her oh, to sure. them, uh, she yeah. he's called over by Danica under the pretense of her wanting a hot pizza dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she does this ritual where she you know gives she has gives cocaine but it's like laced with something and she starts pulling it he starts throwing up his intestines and everything mm-hmm. and uh she's like looking through his innards which is going to tell that's how she finds them like finds the girls is because this like tells her because there's someone she knows and some magic-y reason this will tell her where, where they are um this is another one of these things where it's kind of gross but at the same time like you know, I saw City of the Living Dead, and I saw just <laughs> how ridiculous this can look, and it felt yeah. so sterile in comparison. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you know, I don't want to harp on it too much, but it's just like, yeah, yeah, it sure. feels kind of... It feels like, okay, they're, they're doing their best, but it all, every, everything in it kind of feels like, I've seen this all done better elsewhere.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah, like, it, it doesn't necessarily make it, like the specific scenes bad but then also it doesn't really kind of elevate it if you're you know thinking of like oh like yeah this is cool but i've, I've seen it done better before
0: yeah um, um like i say i mean the best thing about the movie is the acting especially the lead i think she's very natural she doesn't come off as like this directed video actress or anything like that um yeah she carries the movie it's just a shame that it doesn't quite ever live up to because I, I remember when i first heard about this premise i thought oh a piece of delivery girl uh, cults after it's a horror comedy i was like oh this sounds like a lot of fun the title's great i mean the title's you know really <laughs> good uh, but it just i don't know it just it feels a little bit uh lukewarm kind of throughout for me sure so yeah uh that's kind of you know, disappointing but not like the worst thing ever either by any means it's just an okay watch
1: yeah, I mean, I I liked it a little better, but uh, again, not gonna like fully disagree. Like, I I think it's good, but uh, unfortunately, I I do think you know see a little bit of the potential of where, like, oh, this could have been uh, like a lot better, and and maybe like a new kind of like little cult classic thing versus like, uh, oh, okay, this was good, but yeah, you know, maybe not something I'm like gonna super stick with you. <laughs> You know, like uh, for a long time or anything. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot
0: of these VOD movies that we want to feel that way about, and they end up being disappointing. That said, this is still much better than Slice. So, you know, give it that. Oh, Just without
1: a doubt. Yeah. Compared it to another <laughs> VOD pizza themed movie. Yeah. <laughs> much better than Slice. Uh, still the second best, uh, you know, story about a, you know, horror story about a pizza delivery uh, driver this year. But, um, what was the first? Still really good, though. Oh well, that would be Goatman in the Midnight Delivery, of course.
0: Oh, I was about a movie! Oh yes, 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 yes. Tim's comic book. Oh.
1: Hey, don't don't think uh, you know. I, I didn't notice that uh, you know <laughs> horror pizza delivery drivers are in. I've, of course, I had this premise uh, much longer than <laughs> any of these people did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, yeah, it's still. Yeah yeah I guess I would have liked to uh to maybe have seen some of those pizzas uh, at some point though. <laughs> I feel like uh I feel like never really got a good look of uh what kind of pizza that we're dealing with. Um and I was excited to see uh her uh her boss uh, at the pizza place who I believe uh was the guy that was in uh, a movie <laughs> that we didn't review uh, but that I liked which was uh The Last Puppet Master <laughs> movie. Um, um I will get I mean we have to do the whole <laughs> franchise. So we'll get there. <laughs> yeah there was like ten of those damn things. Gee, I, I think it's more than that. <laughs> there's a, okay, there's at
0: least ten. There's a, yeah, there, uh,
1: there's. That's another one of those ones where it's like you know, there's a lot, but you know, I think you, you still get surprised when you're like, wait a minute, there's that 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 many. Uh, oh boy. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, I guess we need to rate the movie, Tim. I think that's what's left for us to
1: do. Yeah. What are you giving it? Uh, I think I, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I think it's good. Uh, unfortunately, uh could have been better. Uh, but uh, also, too, I, I do think it is, um, you know, a b- bit more comedy than horror. And, uh, you know, a lot of the comedy stuff did work for me. So, um, I don't know, maybe I'd be a little more disappointed if I was looking at it maybe more from a horror angle. Um, but uh, no, I, I was happy, but I wasn't blown away, unfortunately, like I was hoping to be. Did you give it a number? Seven. Oh, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> I okay, I missed that. I missed that that, that small part of your uh, uh your, your your rating there. Um Um I I am gonna go with a five point five. Um I think um Cast likable. I don't want to be too mean to it, but ultimately it left me just kind of feeling kind of like if it, it felt like a lot of a Netflix movie. Where at the end of it I was like, eh, you know, it it did its thing, but Ultimately, feel like it was just kind of like, just skirting the line, skirting the line of what it actually wants to do, as opposed to really, do, really, really doing it. Um, and yeah. it budget's part of that problem, but I think I don't want to just say that though in blanket, because I feel like you know some directors can take the budget that's probably had and focus it better into what they the, what you achieve. So you know, I don't want to just just blame it on that on its own. But
1: oh yeah, and we've we've seen stuff with like super low budgets that are you know amazing like some of the you know yeah you know maybe like some like I, I would probably even argue like a lot of our you know favorite movies we're working on with like you know not a lot of money um yeah. so it's uh yeah you know I, I don't want to say that necessarily you know as a bad thing but um yeah you know, unfortunately there are certain movies where it shows a little bit more um than others uh and I, I like you said I think um Obviously, I don't know the finer techniques that go into making a movie, but you know there's something about like you know so, like some low budget thing that was made in the eighties where it still looks like a movie versus how they do stuff now. I don't know if it's like a, a digital thing versus a film thing. I think um, that's part of
0: it because I, I think film looks better generally speaking, without a doubt. Yeah. I, I, I think it forces uh, the, the lighting to be a certain way, and it like I, I think a lot of this digital stuff now looks the same. Um, yeah. Unless you have directors and cinematographers who are going out their way to make it look good, uh, and that's kind of a problem. Part of you know, and then if you don't have a style on top of that, then you do end up looking like a TV show. Um, and I think, yeah, part and part of it may just be that so many more people are getting into filmmaking because it's easier to get into because of all this digital technology that's available oh, sure. as a consumer. Uh, yeah. That yeah, I don't know the, ent- the entry, the entry, the the bar for entry. Uh, Used to be so high that anyone who got to a certain point making movies, like I don't know, not not that there weren't bad directors back in the day, cause there were, but <laughs> I don't know, like it's just, uh, yeah, like I feel like a low budget movie from like the seventies and eighties uh, tends to end up looking a lot better and have a lot more charm than a low budget movie from today, uh, yeah. and I don't know if that's just you know us being old men and like ah movies look <laughs> better in our day, even though I wasn't alive during the period yeah. I'm talking about, <laughs> um, but you know. As so five point five, so a little, little bit lukewarm for me. Um, not a bad time, but um, probably nothing I'm ever going to want to watch again, or anything that I'm ever going to be like, oh, you have to watch Satanic Panic. It's you know, it's fine. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, that is Satanic Panic. Um, that has been this episode of Screams After Midnight. A uh, couple of things we have to tell you about, and, and not just plugging things. Uh, October Thon's coming up. Patrons, make sure you go and vote. Because during September, because it's voting for the October the October period, uh, there are four votes up. There are three movie votes. There's a one of which is public, so the public uh, get to vote on the uh, Monsters, uh, animals attack category. That's what it is. The animals attack category vote, uh, which has four movies with animals uh, in it. And there will be a link in the description to that vote. Uh, so make sure the public vote on that. But patrons, you've got that plus... And you don't have to vote on that link. You, you've got uh, that, including your your Patreon vote link uh, over at Patreon.com/slash/MailFestTV at the five dollar tier and up. You'll have three other votes to do. You have two movie votes, of course, and you have the subgenre vote for a subgenre that we're going to sort of loosely focus on for the next year. And then next year's October third, we'll have a countdown based on that subgenre. The idea being that we will watch a lot more movies in that subgenre before we get to it next year. So look, go look for that. Make sure you do that. Also, everyone can also submit their top 50 or top 25 horror movies of all time. Uh, ranked and numbered, mftvquestions at gmail.com is the email address. And if you go there, you get to submit that. And there'll be a results show towards the end of the October-Thon where we'll uh, announce the winners, uh, the, the top 50 as voted for by you guys. Uh, So, please go and do that. Uh, That should be good fun uh, when we get to do that next month. So, make sure you do that. The deadline for that that list is the 20th of October. Uh, The deadline for all the votes, the Patreon votes and all that, is the end of September, of course, the end of the month, so make sure you get that in um but yeah so patreon you can support us that way you can support us other ways such as uh rating the podcast on your apple podcast app or wherever else you listen to it uh, five stars helps us out a lot makes more people find the show and then you can also of course like subscribe let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments get us on twitter it screams midnight all these things are all good go do one or all of them please uh, so uh that is that has been us that has been screams after midnight has been satanic panic hopefully you had fun we will see you next time and uh, we're getting very close to october guys so brace yourself uh but keep watching the scary movies and we will see you next time